listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Hey guys, welcome back to RPC Ramblings. Um, we're glad that you've joined us again as we are going to ramble our way through some more chat. Um, I'm here with John Torrance. Oh, hi, that's me. Yes. Hi, uh, Leslie Ann. <laughs> hey, John. And Alex Richardson. Good morning, Leslie Ann. Good morning, John. Hey, Alex. Yeah, good to have you guys. Um, we realised last week that we didn't actually tell any of you who we are, so we thought that it might be helpful for us to introduce ourselves today. So, John, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah, Leslie Ann. I know it's incredibly ironic that after all this time that I <laughs> didn't introduce myself. So, I am, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is John Torrance. I am the Assistant Minister at Rich Hill Christian Church. Do you like to know anything else? You happy with that, Leslie Ann? Well, have you got a family in that house of isolation? I do, yes. I, I'm uh, sat here in lovely Portadown with my wife and two children and our dogs, who, uh, um, my wife Melanie and then Emma and Ben and our dog Poppy. So if you hear any sort of noise in the background, it's probably, it's probably one of those four. <laughs> Great. Well, hey to them. We all love them. Um, Alex, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, I am the discipleship worker at Rich Hill Presbyterian Church in the summer there, got married to my wonderful wife, uh, Rachel, who you may have heard me talk about last week. You may be wondering who Rachel was last week, whether she was my granny, my mum, my sister, or or my wife. Well, she is indeed my wife. Uh, So yes, married in the summer and um, yeah, just bought a turbo trainer there. So I'm mad on on the bike cycling away. So uh, keep me sane. So it's good. (laughs) Fair play. Great, yeah, and I'm Leslie Ann Wilkinson. I, I am the women's discipleship worker at Rich Hill Presbyterian, so Alex and I kind of work alongside each other doing similar things. Um, I'm married to Chris, and we have a border collie called Heidi. Um, and that's probably the most exciting thing about me, to be totally honest. But yeah, it's cool. Great. Um, how are you guys? Are you well? Yeah, I am well. Um, isolation. You know, it's <laughs> has its ups and downs, but I, I can't really complain. Um, yeah, we're all we're all doing well in this household. So thank you very much. Yeah, cool. And Alex, you're cycling now. Yeah, cycling away. Got a got a turbo trainer, so um, I sometimes during the week I hop on the bike and uh, cycle away. Go all got this app, so I'm really you can go all over different parts of the world. So. I know I was in London. I was in New York yesterday, and then London before that. So, so it's great getting out and about virtually. You know, the blessings of a, a virtual world. So, Fair play. I love yeah. that your new habit is like exercise, healthiness. Whereas in our house, the excitement this week is that we got a new coffee machine that we could put a timer on. So this morning we woke up to fresh coffee, and we were like super th- like thrilled about this. So um, it just shows the difference, perhaps, you know, in our personalities. I mean, coffee, I can't really do without <laughs> it either. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What, I, what I find funny about that is almost every other household is, you know, looking for things to do. And what you've just bought yourself is something that's stripped away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> five minutes at a text to make coffee. So yeah. in our house, we're like, right, what can we do now? Let's go for five minutes. And yeah. you've, just, uh, you've just done away with that. The See, thought of getting up and brewing coffee is like, oh, great, something to do <laughs> for some time. Well, Chris and I, this is the first that we've ever both worked at home. So maybe that is the, the actual reason here that um, we needed something to commune around. 
But um, yeah, and it was great to have you guys. Great to see you physically on screen this morning. Um, and this morning we are gonna chat about how do we pray in light of coronavirus. Um, I guess last week we very much chatted about what, or we started to talk about what is God doing. And today is very much in, in response to, or in light of that. Um, so yeah, it's a, kind of like a continuation and we just wanna chat about and maybe help people think of how we can pray. Uh, but before we jump into that, I think we need to maybe get back to basics a little bit and chat about what what is prayer? Like, what, why do why do Christians pray at all? Um, so, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how would you describe or explain what prayer is to someone? I think prayer is our response um, to to God and and who He is, um, and you know, communion with Him in light of that. Um, and so, I think if that's what prayer is. Why do we pray? I think why we pray, um, well, given what we know of God and uh, probably in, in turn what we know of ourselves, um, mm -hmm. I guess maybe the question is why would we not want to pray um, mm -hmm. given who God is, um, that we want to center our lives um, around him, uh, who he is, his plans and his purposes. So, yeah. And I think in response to something like COVID-19, um, where we feel like where we feel quite helpless, we realize that prayer is maybe even more the only thing we can do. Um, I, whenever we heard that Boris was, uh, you know, had gone into hospital and then into intensive care, uh, Mel and I, well, we wanted to show our support uh, to him and to his uh, leadership and we thought it would be a great idea to get Emma to maybe to draw him a picture uh, and send it send it to him. Cute. Then of course we realized we can't even do that. We can't send him posts because, I mean, why would he open a, a letter? I mean, it could be covered in any sort of virus. Uh, and you just feel really quite helpless. And I think as Christians, it's one of the great things um, that we have, one of the things that has been secured uh, for us in the gospel is Jesus Christ has made it possible for us to speak to the Lord Almighty at any point at any time. And uh, not only speak to him, but call him Heavenly Father uh, and come to him with our emotions come to him with our praise come to him with our requests um and that's kind of what we're thinking about we kind of feel like in some ways this podcast might be lagging behind a couple of weeks but this is a you know we want to talk about how do we respond to COVID 19 and, and in many ways like pal you say prayer is basically it's what we have it's one sure thing we can all do is as god's people mm. and and that it's an attitude of prayer like it's not just always an act of of sitting down at a certain time so i think sometimes with new believers or someone who's young on their faith the understanding is that i must set aside the same time every single day for god to hear me and um, whereas we want to just encourage people that it's an attitude of, of coming to god maybe even constantly and um, of just that open communication that you're talking about alex and um, with god um, and i do think that it also reveals what we actually trust like you know if we're not turning to god as, as alex said you know that's probably saying more about whenever we do pray. If we're not turning to God, we maybe think that we can just handle things on our own or just bull on. Whereas actually in coming to God in prayer, we're submitting to him and uh, admitting that we are dependent upon him. So yeah, that's, that's helpful. So uh, John, you kind of were starting to touch on it, but if that's just prayer in general, so in the midst of what's happening now with COVID-19, why should we pray? Well, I think you actually talked about there in your attitude to prayer. So I think sometimes we think about prayer as, you know, it's whenever we come to God with our requests. Um, and uh, But actually prayer is, well, it's, it's being in God's presence, it's communing with him, 
and it's the means one of the means by which we relate to him on a personal basis and whenever we're doing all that whenever we're praying sort of according to his word as his word instructs us to pray and we'll maybe get to that in a wee while it is sort of the means by which we kind of orientate ourselves to, to his will it's you know it's how we find ourselves aligning ourselves mm -hmm. to his will um and suppose in terms of COVID-19 well, we're not really sure we, we talked about this last week we, we can't really be sure exactly why God's doing what he's doing we don't know if it's well we don't know if it's you know his judgment on the world his judgment on us um we don't know what that is but as we pray to God as we we sit in his presence as we uh, speak the words of, of scripture to him we find our hearts being sanctified basically being transformed into his likeness um I can't remember exactly what you asked, but I think that's how we respond. Um, is basically is in prayer and, and finding ourselves. I'm not necessarily sure we'll get we'll get an answer to what's going on, but as as we concentrate on who He is um, and, and praying according to His Word, we're, we're going to become more content in the circumstances we find ourselves in. Yeah, I think uh, you know what you said, John, and again it relates to the, what you said, Isaiah, with attitude of prayer. Do you know, like I was saying this last week, like we're we're in our, in our homes, we are isolated, we we are helpless in many ways. Um, do, do you know? And I think that's really confronted the idea of human depend or human independency. Do you know? And um, how we, I think a lot of the time, or certainly how I a lot of the time can think I'm self sufficient. And I think what what this experience, this time has done is remind me that actually there is one who, mm. do you know is in control there is one who's not backed into a corner with COVID-19 um, and and I think that has led me to to, to prayer to, to pray I'm certainly with the the attitude of I'm surrendering um, to God to, to his plans and his purposes I feel that idea of surrender has probably been intensified during this time mm. um, and you know you think about that with the Lord's Prayer you know what does it start with you know Father like your kingdom come your will be done um on earth as it is in heaven it's all about us surrendering to to the plans and purposes of another uh, and so i think in COVID 19 one of the things we want to do which you've both already touched on is we want to surrender we want to say no to living for ourselves and surrender to god so i think that's been a real blessing or grace of this time and it's 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 not just surrender it's it's well it's surrender but it's also somewhere to put our hope in um, God is indeed this person who is sovereign and powerful, and He's not, you know, He's not. Um, I don't know what you, word to use. I can't remember word to use, but bothered. He's not bothered, but He is concerned by COVID nineteen. And I think, um, you know, we we, you know, we touched on this last week. We talk about where do we put our hope, and you look at our sort of world, our nation. Where is our hope? Our hope is in the NHS. Our hope is in yeah. science. Our hope is in Sort of community and family in sort of the, the, sort of the British spirit um, and uh, of sort of perseverance and the stiff upper lip and all that kind of kind of thing. But actually, whenever we pray, um, you know, our, our, our eyes are lifted uh, to the throne of God, and we see not just uh, the Lamb on the throne, but the Lamb who was slain on the throne, and it's not just one who has power and authority, um, and who has an absolute control. But someone who is well, someone who's done something, who's intervened in this world, and our hope is in Him. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And whenever we pray, we're reminding ourselves. Whenever we pray according to Scripture, we pray 
you know, biblically. Uh, I think that's important we can talk in those terms. Mm-hmm. We're reminded there is hope and we're reminded that there is a God that we can call out to uh, and there's a God that we can sort of lament to. There's a God that we can question. Um, there is someone and there is, but there's not just someone who's up there who's saying, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm in charge and he's sort of folding his arms and said, there's nothing you can do about it. He says, I know, you know, I know this is awful. Um, sin really grieves my heart. Um, and we know he's, he's done something like that. And prayer's wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderful way uh, for us to rem- remind ourselves of, of awful, really. Mm. And I guess, John, what you're starting to head toward is is what we should actually be praying. So um, not just why. So, we, yeah, we want to come and surrender before God. We want to acknowledge that he is grieved by this and yet he is glorifying himself. Um, and I guess that brings us on to what should we actually be praying? And <clears throat> like you guys have already said about using scripture and that in itself, like we're going through the Psalms at the minute um, and the Psalms are just full of these prayers. Uh, and yet we somehow think that we need to come up with it all ourselves. But even if we're just open at the Psalms and just praying, you know, that like the Lord is our refuge. He is a strong tower. He's a help, an ever-present help. Like, wouldn't that be amazing just place to start um, that we would be praying biblical truths straight from God's word in response to what he has said and, and revealed about himself. Um, but but what else could we pray? And so John started to mention there, Alex, about like about lament, about this idea of grieving. Uh, and you have some good thoughts on this. So, so what would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think this time is is one where obviously God is, yeah, obviously he's not backed into a corner um, with all of this. But I don't think he's he's pleased. Um, mm. Do you know this is this is a result of a, a fallen, um, broken world um, that that we see what's going on, and so this grieves him. Um, uh, and so I think there is a, a right to for us to be grieved by this, mm-hmm. to to lament this. I do think you know some of the things I think we should be lamenting or, or grieving over, and this has been a big thing for for me and Rachel is like just we're not able i know we've got technology in the digital world and it's great but to meet together on sunday mornings and um, physically to to worship together is just is something i i really miss um mm. we both really miss and 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 yes it's great that we have online services well it's not the same as being together and worshiping god and um and so i think one of the big things to grieve is not being able to meet um together and at the same time, I think then what that has done in turn is probably created a longing, um, you know, mm-hmm. just for for the life to come, you know, to grieve this world. It's not everything. And um, so, yeah, just be uh, thinking about um, what's going to be in store for us uh, as Christians um, when we go to be with God. So, uh, yeah. And that brings us kind of to one of the main things that we should be praying in this time is that people will come to know God more. Um, you know, people would put their hope in uh, in Jesus Christ for their salvation. We mentioned this last week again. You know, the sort of the frailty where uh, you know this COVID nineteen has left us feeling very frail as a people. And uh, you know, it's our prayer that people would, would trust in Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, to be their strength, but to be their salvation too. But also to pray for our Christian brothers and sisters as well. Um, I mean, praying, whenever we pray, it, it reveals our hearts to it, reveals what is important to us. Um, and we've, 
uh, the three of us talked about this. One of the reasons we want to talk about this uh, topic is because we've seen lots of things, you know, be circulated on WhatsApp groups and on social media, sort of prayers that people have put together and sent around and, or things to pray. And, and some of them are just, well, they're pretty, <laughs> they're not great. And, um, but, uh, but when you read those prayers, it shows the hearts of the people um, that have written them. And, uh, and, and so whenever we pray, it shows our hearts. It shows what's important to us. Um, and so when we pray for our families or we pray for uh, our nation or we pray for our leaders, well, we really want to we really want to be praying for the most important thing, which is their relationship with the Heavenly Father, um, that they would come to know him more. And uh, it's the same with ourselves. You know, whenever we pray, we want to we want this time to be the means by which we, we grow in our relationship with God. And you mentioned the Psalms, Leslie, and one of the things that personally grieves me is um, the, our lack of knowledge of the Psalms. Uh, I've noticed in many places and with many people that I've prayed for, we love praying uh, the songs that we sing, um, and we have lots of many good hymns. But it surprises me that we, uh, how few people, uh, how little people pray uh, scripture and how little people pray the Psalms. And I, I, it's my prayer, it's one of my prayers that there would be um, sort of a, a coming back of the Psalms and, a, and a following in love again with the Psalms and seeing that they are the sort of the songbook of God's people um, and our means by which we can communicate with God. He, the Psalms are brilliant. The Psalms give us uh, the words to say. Uh, some of you might be listening to this thinking, you know, I want to pray, I want to call out to God, I am angry, I am dismayed. I don't know what to say. Well, this is a great thing about the Psalms is, is God has actually given us as uh, the words to say. Um, yeah, I think we're great. I'm not saying anymore. I could, I could go off, could go off on that for a wee while, but um, yeah, yeah, we're we're all pro Psalms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and even just praying for others. And I know we are going to talk about this later, what that might look like. But at the very least, if someone is struggling to to pray, to know what to say we don't have to think too too hard or too far to think of people that are isolated that are struggling on their own of our elderly of those that are unwell and um, of the families of those that have passed away whether it's from this or not and um, people who are hurting like we have so much to be praying for so many people to be praying for um, like our, our healthcare workers like we definitely need to be holding these people up in prayer and that's the crazy thing is that we can that we can come before this all-knowing perfect loving god with these petitions and um, with these frustrations even as you we were saying um, and that he hears us uh, which is just insane um, and even what we were talking about last week too about we don't know the ins and outs of, of what or why is happening but we do know that god is is being glorified that he is glorifying himself um, and i think that that could be a prayer as well um, that that we would realize that not not that God would be glorified. Well, yes, that God would be glorified, but He will do that anyway. Um, but that people will see that God is is being glorified um, and not in turn blame Him or or start to doubt, uh, but actually to realize that He is God and that we are not, um, and that He is still good in this. Yeah. Um, what about our, our leaders? About decisions being made? How how can we be praying for that? Should we be praying for that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, scripture encourages us. To do to do that, um, I was kind of reflecting upon this. You know, just sort of six months ago, we were in the midst of of Brexit and the sort of political turmoil within our our country and um, within the UK and within the Republic of Ireland. And uh, 
it's funny the sort of the the view of politicians and and even among Christians we're not exempt from that uh, we've probably had a lesser view and I think this is a real opportunity for us as Christians to whatever we think about uh, particular um, political leaders it is our duty as as our subjects to the crown of Jesus Christ for us to pray for them um, and and well with Boris being Boris being an ICU we have a real yeah. we have a real opportunity to do that um, but, you know he uh, well he's always needed our prayers. We've always been demanded to pray for him, but uh, certainly now there's um, if his if his life is in danger, um, certainly his mortality comes into view. Mm-hmm. It's not just what he can do in order to make the lives of us and our neighbours better, but certainly we have an obligation to pray for him uh, in terms of his spiritual well-being as well as his ability to rule us. And um, yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, we um, have a great opportunity, as you said, John, to. Uh, to pray for 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 all leaders um mm-hmm. certainly and definitely for um boris uh, at this time who's who's obviously um struggling um yeah leaders um health authorities world experts world health experts um all those people um i think this this is certainly a time that we should be uh, praying for them um completely. And, I, and i think um you know we, we should be praying for them and one of the things we should be praying for is that we talked about this, and I think one of the things we should be praying for is that the virus would come to an end. Um, mean okay. we pray. Yeah, you're maybe going to ask that later. Yeah, but I, think- I was going to ask. I was going to ask because how do we square that with the fact that God is control, that we can't force His hand, and yet you're saying that we need to pray for this to stop. So, so how how do we square this? Well, we square it in that we know that this doesn't. I mean, God does not, we, I mentioned earlier, you know, God does not enjoy seeing his image bearers, his world, which he lovingly created in sin. And we know that because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, um, yeah. to, to redeem the world, you know. And, uh, um, and although we recognize that God is glorified through this, and we also know, well, we know from lots of things, we know from the Psalms, the Psalmist calls out uh, for God to, uh, to save his people, to 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 change, you know, the prospects of his people, but we also know from Scripture um, that as God's people, it's our duty to pray for the world and to pray for the well-being of our people. And you think in there, but praying for leaders. I mean, uh, Paul mentioned um, the sort of the healthcare leaders. I mean, they're under immense stress mm-hmm. and pressure, and um, it, it is our duty as we want to serve them to pray. Um, they would not be under that, that strain anymore um uh, and certainly you know we don't want this coronavirus to continue why would we want sin to reign in our worlds uh, and god and his grace the important thing is whenever it ceases is that whenever that we praise god that it's an answer to prayer mm. um, and that uh, well we'll come to that responding to COVID 19 later in the, in the podcast series but um oh yeah well that's certainly what i think uh, we need to be praying for or we're, i think we're allowed to pray for uh, mm. certainly yeah like i guess the reason that i say that is i think sometimes people go maybe too far the other way and think oh no i could never boldly say to god what what i want to happen or i can't pray for a certain thing as though we will twist god's arm um but yet there is of course a way in which we can approach our father with our petitions while acknowledging that he is god that he is in control and submitting to his will um, and even in James, like we were doing James as a church recently, we can see that, that it's not um, a case of just making our plans and not caring how God is involved. 
but it's in all things submitting and realizing that there is a God who's in control, that I am not in control of this. Um, and and our, our prayers are the same. So yeah, pray boldly that, that this will stop while acknowledging that God is good, God is in control and that his will be done. The, yeah. the question, we, sorry, Paul, the question maybe you're going to say this, but the question we need to ask is why, I mean, I mentioned this earlier, you know, it reveals our hearts. Why <laughs> would we, why are we praying that we want it to stop? That's the question. Yeah. And yeah. so whenever people are praying for it to stop because they themselves, um, you know, for selfish reasons, you know, they themselves, mm. maybe they want the economy to flourish so that their, whatever their savings, that the, the interest rates will rise and that they'll be comfortable in this world or, um, because they want to, well, I don't know, a whole host of things yeah. rather than they want God to blow for it. I think that's, it's getting to that question. I mean, Paul, I don't, I don't know, you're going to say Alex there, but. Yeah, no, I think, I think one of the, the beautiful things, you both said this about, you know, God being God. And one of the beautiful things about prayer is that um, God is able to uh, hold all of our emotions, if you like, you know, um, mm. in prayer, it's multifaceted in the sense of like, we can pray, yes, um, father your will be done your kingdom come and, and we can believe that and we can pray that and at the same time we can be asking for daily bread for um you know for his grace and his provision so there's lots of things we can be asking in prayer at the same time and and so mm -hmm. i think to yes acknowledge that god is in control he's sovereign he's glorifying himself and yet to be asking for things that we that we see uh, grieve god um that that yeah are, are suffering that um we just know this is not how things were were, were meant to be um um completely so i think it's one of the beautiful things about um, god being god and, and our prayer sorry what, what did you say there john or what did you ask no i didn't ask anything i was That's enjoying right. your response that was really helpful <laughs> you're welcome yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that is helpful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, because I think people are maybe wondering that. Um, how, how do we square the two things? Uh, yeah, like, I guess we want to start wrapping up. Um, th this has been really helpful, even even for me, as we're, as we're, st we're all still thinking through these things. We're still um, figuring out what it does mean to respond rightly to the current situation. Uh, and yet, we see that this isn't new to god that nothing is new to god like even john had sent us through an article um dating back well it's it's an older article but it's referring to 1865 where there was a devastating epidemic of foot and mouth disease across england um, and jesse ryle who was a minister at this time responded to this uh, and i guess it wasn't much different than what we're seeing or, or hearing now in terms of people were devastated that they were affected in every way personally financially all of these ways um, and in light of that jesse ryle prays this and i'm gonna i'm gonna close with this prayer um, and i think it is applicable to what we're in now so they, this is what jesse ryle prays he says almighty god who orders all things in heaven and on earth and in whose hands is the life of man and beast. Have pity on us miserable sinners who are now visited with great sickness and mortality among our beasts. We humbly confess that we deserve your chastisement because of our many national sins, but spare us, good Lord, according to your tender mercies. Deal not with us according to our sins. Withdraw from us this grievous plague and restore health to our cattle 
Above all, stir up amongst us true repentance and increase true religion in the land. We ask all in the name and through the mediation of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all glory and honour. Amen. And I guess that is what we need um, to be praying as well. We need to um, be responding in this way, that we are acknowledging that God is, is in control of this, submitting to that, but becoming to him with our petitions soon. Thanks guys for your chat. Uh, do you guys Thank want you. to say bye? <laughs> yeah, I'll say cheerio. Thanks very much, Lesian. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, see you next Yeah. Time. Thanks guys. Good chat. Uh, see you soon. Yeah. Thank you for listening and we'll see you later.